Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, The Road Podcast. This is our Miami edition, presented by DJ City. I'm your host, DJ Crooked. We have DJ D Miles. What up, what up? We got Jimmy the Great. Yeah. DJ Neva is MIA in MIA. But not in Miami. Yeah. yeah he's not in Miami. He <laughs> had to go to New York. He's MIA in New York. He left the crew. He left us for a gig. Yeah. So fuck that dude. <laughs> but yo, we have one of my favorite DJs here, and I've been trying to get her on the fucking show forever. You, you been, this has been a mission of yours for and she, some time. She's really on some VIP bougie, <laughs> I'm the shit up. shit. White claw drinking. You know? But we finally got her here. One of my favorite DJs, DJ Jessica Who. Yeah. What's good? Hi. What's good? Thank you. Finally, Quite yo. The welcome. This is like this took a lot of work. I know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's all my fault. She would come to Vegas, and I wouldn't. I don't know. She would just black out. I wouldn't hear from her. It's anything. not that. You guys go hard though. I, cause, I don't. Because you and Phenom would hang out. But I was on vacation. Okay. So well, that doesn't look count. at the excuse. Okay. That doesn't right. count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't okay. working. I was on vacation. Okay. Yeah, but no. I mean, I I could I could not. Actually, that's hang a with lie. These motherfuckers. I was working. It was Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I couldn't hang with y'all, motherfuckers, man. These motherfuckers came, went to Vegas. Uh, her and Phenom and their whole crew, and I was rolling with them. Probably the most white people I ever hung out with at one time. <laughs> yeah. You felt out of place. <laughs> no, no. No. But they took me to these small, uh, like what are dive bars. They would be. I dive thought it was bars. on a TV show because they knew every <laughs> no, but yeah, shitty dive she's bar. He's really into that though. Yeah, you're into that. I think that the shit. last time I saw you, yeah. I opened for you at Hyde, and after we went to Tiki Bar. Yeah. Oh, Frankie's. Frankie's. I still have the cup. Fucking love that place. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. She loves that. And then they were, they're just mixing liquor. I've never like you guys mix that shit. Yeah. Oh, let's have some like whiskey. Oh, let's do some gin. Or that. I'm like, what the fuck? Fucking explosion. <laughs> yeah, I don't man. know. I feel like it's all the same. Like at this point, if I'm gonna get drunk, like <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter That's what I drink. It's all the same. <laughs> no, no, it's no, not. It's not <laughs> all the same, not. yo. Yeah, but I know I know what I can handle. Like I don't Phenom is crazy. He'll drink like tons of tequila and shit. I don't do He that. was pretty wrecked that night. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are a ton of fun though. Thanks. I can't hang though. I can't I, I got to like the third spot and you guys were like, Let's go to blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going home. I vaguely man. remember being at like some disco bar downtown. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even fucking hang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah motherfuckers go hard. <laughs> Thank you. But she'll do. She'll do. She'll be like, uh, I'll send her a text like, yo, you know, let's link up. You know, I want to get you on a podcast. I get a text like two days later, like, sorry. I, <laughs> I just went left one I was at a, I was at a barbecue and I'm like, wait, what happened? Yo, She's I'm like, trying you know, to live I, my life over here. I just went ham at a barbecue, you know. She's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah she, she gets down. Here I am. But Finally. yo. You are. You had to come across the country. I know. To my and even yeah. still, it was like <laughs> it was like this. It was up in the air. I was like, yo, I thought Mauricio was gonna be the hard one to, I to am lock down. So impressed that he was here. Yeah, early, early, thirty yeah. minutes early. Yeah. Mauricio was Shout on time. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I was like Jessica. Who you're like? He was like, you know, man. Forget this, man. It's too much work. I'm like, nah, nah. Because you told me this was. That's fine. I respect that. It was. This was a third time we trying to make this happen. So I was just like. Yo, bro, you gotta give it up. The like, thing is, third time is striking. This is the third time that I told you about. This is probably like the sixth time. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, you guys are making me on. look really bad. No, the no, thing no. is, when I would go to Vegas to work, like I'm very, I have like my ritual, and I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, let's link up and go out right before the club, and I just go straight to work. Like I yeah. just can't do that. So what's your ritual? I have a lot of anxiety. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. like, I have to be like by myself in the hotel room 
I get room service. I go through music for an hour. Mm-hmm. I get ready. Like, and if I'm, if people are like, yo, let's do this. Let's go out. Let's hop around. Let's go to dinner before you got to go to work. I'm very like, it just makes me feel a lot of emotions. It's too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any emotions are bad. Yeah. Um, it's distracting. And I, yeah, yeah. And also like I fly in and like, I have to sleep. I do that thing where like I fly in super early from wherever I was playing the night before and then like I sleep all day mm-hmm. and then I get up and I do my thing. So like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to be like, oh, let me go spend four hours of that doing something else and then go right to work. I don't know. A lot of people aren't like that. I'm the same way. I can't. Really? I try to force myself out like the owners want to grab yeah. dinner. The promoters want to grab dinner. I try to do it. But before I used to be like, nah, but. I try to do it now, and I try to just you know juggle it all. I and used if you, to get, yeah, if you're, you're traveling across country, it's even worse. It's hard, and mm-hmm. I used to get a lot of pressure. Like when I was on scam, it would be like, you have to go to the dinner. You have, you, I don't care. You have to go. You have to go. That's just sued you, though. I know. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'm always joking that like my whole career is just a series of trying to avoid promoter dinners. <laughs> like that's all my career is. It's like it, DJing. It's just like avoiding motherfuckers. Do yeah. You, do you like being on the road or no? It kind of depends. It depends on where I'm going. Um, I think it's tough because there were a couple years ago, well, a couple years there and a couple years ago where I was getting like super burned out, like flying to Singapore for one night, flying to Hong Kong for one night. Um, And then, you know, as soon as you land, you land back in Vegas and you play in Vegas that night. And it was Mm -hmm. just like emotionally, mentally, physically, it was like way too much. So that kind of shit, like I I can't handle Mm -hmm. the way it is now. I'm not doing it as frequently, I guess, which is good. And that was like a big part of leaving Scam and going to Rich Group and whatever was like, I still want to be able to live my life where I didn't, I couldn't really do that before. I felt like before I would. I was on the road so much and I would come home and I would be like, what was I doing before this? Like, you know, when you come home from wherever a long trip and you're like, what was my schedule? What was my routine? Like, what was I even doing? And it takes you days to get back into your like life, yeah, you yeah. know? And I felt like yeah. that wasn't good. So are, are you from Miami? Yes. Cause you live in Fort Lauderdale right? now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so technically, no, but yeah. I knew the no was coming too. <laughs> what? I what? We she were doing yes. research, yeah. Well, we were doing research, and you're born in Fort Lauderdale, right? Yeah, I was. Um, I moved to Miami in 2004 or five. Okay. So I've been in Miami up until a year and a half ago when I bought the house in Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a pretty long time. I consider that being from Miami. Yeah. I moved yeah. when I was like 17, 18. Um, so, yeah, but people that are, like, born and raised in Kendall are like, you're not from Miami, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> it was like, your, is it like the New Jersey to New York Basically, kind of thing? Yeah. So like yeah, I don't see a big difference from Fort Lauderdale than Miami. Yeah. yeah. It's like a 10-minute There ride. isn't. But did you, did you grow up around the whole spring break madness? Was that, like, around uh, you when you were growing up down there? Like, when I was, when I moved to Miami? No, when you were in, like, Fort Lauderdale. Did you, did you was that shit around or not? To be honest... Like I went, I didn't go to, I didn't even go to high school in Fort Lauderdale. I went to high school in Boca, which is even worse. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, And I moved to, (laughs) 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 Boca girl. Yeah. Um, So I moved to Lauderdale when I was probably 
seven, like it was like the, the day I graduated high school. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Fort Lauderdale. Cause I had just started DJing. Like I mm-hmm. like probably the summer between graduating and it was like seven, going to you college. Were like 17 yeah. years old, right? Wait, cause I have a question. Yeah. And I've said this before. I have like a little theory on how most uh, women DJs learn how to DJ. Mm-hmm. And I always... I have a theory too. My theory is that they always learn from a boyfriend. That is also my theory. Is that how you learned? No. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> this should be interesting. Because <laughs> yeah. I, well, I always warn my boys... Not to teach their girlfriends no, how not to DJ because I, I say, do. look, te- if you're going to teach either, I think I'm going to teach my girl to DJ. And I'll, be like, and I'll be like, look, I think that's great. But just be aware that she might blow up. She's she, going to be bigger than you. She's going to be a bigger <laughs> DJ than you. And you. And then if you guys break up and she, she dates like a higher profile guy, you can't be mad at her. Yeah. Because you. I've seen that happen a lot. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes, though, I've right? seen that yeah. happen a lot. Um, no, I learned from friends. Mm-hmm. DJing was like not something I was even aware of when I was a kid. Right. Even through high school, like it was not something at all that. I knew anything about at all. Mm-hmm. It was just not something I'd ever thought of. Um, I like wanted to be in a band. I was, you know, like, well, you like played the guitar, right? I tried yeah. really hard. Yeah. Was it like just <laughs> painful? I have tiny fingers. <laughs> it's fucking um, painful though, isn't it? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, but that was my thing. Like, but there's guitar <clears throat> picks. No, it's I had still, no still patience. Fucking, yeah. I had no, oh, okay. you know, I was a kid, but you know, that was my whole like sphere. It was like, oh, I want to be in a band, um, punk rock and all this stuff, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I started going out when I was in high school, you know, we were super underage and we started going out to these like, I don't know what other way to call them, but like hipster dance parties mm-hmm. in Fort Lauderdale. That was like the closest from Boca. And it was like, here come the Boca girls to the Fort Lauderdale dance party, whatever. And yeah. it was like, they would throw these parties in these shitty, shitty, tiny little like gross dive bars. Everyone was underage <laughs> and it was like just sweaty. No one was mixing music well. What were they playing? It would be like a lot of throwback stuff. So it'd be like Depeche Mode and like the Smiths and the Cure. Oh, but then yeah. like whatever was like new, like electronic stuff mm-hmm. in 2003 or four or something. Okay, yeah. CD sound system and mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm blanking, but all that stuff. Um, so we started going to that and we kind of became part of that little scene or whatever. And I became friends with one of the guys that was DJing and I was super into music and I was dual enrolling and music theory and stuff like that mm-hmm. at FAU. And, um, I would always tell him, play this with that, try this with that. This will sound good. And he's like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to teach you how to DJ. He's like, I'm sick of all your suggestions. Like, just like, you need to do it yourself. Um, oh, so, so you had a friend. Yeah. And you just were, you were that request girl. I wasn't making requests. <laughs> You're like the back, back I wasn't making driver. requests. You were like, I was. I was. You like, you make a left you but, I, but I wouldn't do it like at the party. I would like be hanging out with him and be like, yo, what about this and that? And he'd be like, well, if you have all these ideas, you need to fucking learn. Oh, so, yeah. you sure you weren't that girl at the party? I, I probably was were, when yeah. I was 17 and wasted. Like... <laughs> Um, that's dope though. Yeah. So yeah. he just kind of, he was like, what was his name? 
I don't want to say. I really don't. I can't believe it. She was dating this motherfucker. No, 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 no. no. I just like. I'll bleep it if you want. (laughs) Are you guys still cool? No, I have no idea what happened to him. Oh, wow. But the thing is, these people. Same thing. Another broken heart. Yeah. (laughs) She left him. God bless that king. (laughs) That king got slayed over there. Got left for dead. I will say at this time period, there were a couple different people, friends of mine that would help me out and actually like taught me. Yeah. Um, you know, technically and otherwise, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I just remember him being like, "Just come this Thursday, come and you know, I'll I'll show you like the basics." And I remember showing up, and this was like, "Is Serato already?" No, this was Vino. like CDs. Oh, CDs. CDs. These people. This was like the most embarrassing <laughs> little setup that you've ever seen. Well, but I didn't know any better. Too you know? Sony, like. Pl- Basically, <laughs> it wasn't like the the rack mounted ones. No, uh, no. Um, I don't remember. It was like the two CD players. Like yeah, like the real players. old. Discman. Yeah, no <laughs> way. There's a Walkman. That's even <laughs> two more. Two iPods. That's even so more like, impressive. No, 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 no. It was like CDJs, but just like like the first version, the very of them. first one. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you see the CD spinning. Yeah. <laughs> to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, here, just uh, pick a song and play it, and I'm gonna go get a drink, and I'm like, what? So I play a song. I have no idea what it was. He takes off to the bar, and I'm like, in full fucking panic. Oh, so mode. this is at a venue. This is like at the shitty party. Wow. I mean, but it's packed with people and kids and shit. And um, I just remember being like, he basically gave me like a forty second rundown. He's like, here's how you press play. Here's how the volume goes. Here's a crossfader. Mm-hmm. See ya. <laughs> I'm <Shit>. like, fuck. <laughs> so I just, I mean, honestly, I barely remember it. I just remember playing a couple songs and being like. Oh, fuck this is great this is awesome like people are responding yeah, to yeah, it yeah. so it was like i'm sure it was terrible if i could go back in time and look at it now i'd be horrified but i got that feeling you know and that's like basically what we're all chasing for the yeah. last 15 years or whatever so i was like i was like oh now i actually want to learn how to do this and i that was it I never did anything else. After did all your that. friends after the party were like, "Oh my god, that was amazing"? I don't even remember. Jessica, it was Jessica. so long. They were <laughs> chanting at the end. Jessica, one Probably, last yes. song. They one lifted me up song. in a chair. Oh, come, come, come. Yes, that's exactly how it went. And then you just, and then how'd you get the equipment? Like, what did you do? <clears throat> um, this this was the boyfriend. No, no, This is this is so shitty. Um, I don't know if I want to tell this story. My my grandfather had died like a couple years prior, like yeah. a year prior. My mom was like, well, you know, there's some money. He left you a little bit of money if mm. you want to use it. And I was like, yes, I do. Give it to me. <laughs> so that's, that's what I spent my money on. Nah, that's dope. That's, oh, what yeah. grandpa, that's what grandpa I'm sure he was. Proud. Yeah, yeah. It's a good investment. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, grandpa. Yeah. Just yeah. 15 years later. What was the first equipment you got? Do you remember? Oh, my God. It was like that really shitty it was like this big and it kind of went up. I forget what it was called. It might've been, um, was it CDs? Yeah, it was CDs. Cause I mean, that was all I could afford. I mean, the yeah. thing was like 500 bucks or something. Yeah. Um, oh, cheap grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, my mom didn't let me spend all the money. Oh, okay, on it. Okay. <laughs> um, Cause I was planning to go to college that this was like during the summer. So my plan was to go to college that fall in uh-huh. Orlando, which uh-huh. I did for a little bit, for a little bit. Quote unquote. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it was a real piece of shit. But it was like, you know, I would literally plug it in in my bedroom and just like play, play, like trying to figure it out. 
So you know? were you burning your own CDs to organize songs? This is super embarrassing because like no, is, <laughs> no, no. The, I did a part like that. That's why it sounds funny. Well, me. this is embarrassing because like I obviously didn't start the same way like almost every other DJ I know did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean. It, it doesn't have to be the same turntable and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But. I just like, I know most other open format DJs I know were like super into hip hop and doing house parties yeah. and like doing banquet halls and shit like that uh-huh. and collecting vinyl. And that's just not the world I came from. So like right. even now, 50, literally 15 years later, I'm like, I'm a fucking poser. No. Like, am I, I'm <laughs> fake. Like, I'm like, yeah. Like I don't belong here. I don't, I don't like, here. yeah. I feel you. <laughs> but I mean, that was just not the world I came from, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And it wasn't until probably 2007, 8, 9 that I kind of got, like, thrusted into, like, open format DJing and, like, mm-hmm. here, learn how to do this now because this is the world you're in. Right. And it was kind of like a culture shock, so. So when, when you were doing the CDs, because I, I can't even lie, when I was on vinyl, I couldn't find certain songs I, I literally couldn't yeah. find a ton of songs on vinyl. Yeah. Right. So I would have a CD book. All of us did. Even never had mm-hmm. a CD book. Yeah. And we would burn certain songs on CDs, but we'd organize it like a rock set, an 80s yeah. set. Yeah. Or like, you know, we would carry like some Prince songs that we didn't want to like yeah. bring with us. So we'd have all of that yeah. shit, you know. Same thing. And we'd have to learn how to do vinyl and that like uh, that long CD, CDJ rack, it would, it would be this. Oh, the, like the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rack, rack with the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so a piece those yeah, are the worst. new music started to become harder and harder to get. Yeah. And so it was like I had to depend on burning something or Both, finding like yeah. a CD single. And I mean, so. you know, I, I learned, obviously I can use turntables. I don't prefer them now because that's just not how I started, but and I'm a lot faster on CDJs, but um, I can do both. <laughs> it's yeah. just not, I, unfortunately that's, I learned on, the other way you know so. right i think what matters more is just the end result of how how the dj is controlling the room pretty much i agree some yeah. people don't yeah no. i mean you know, some people are assholes <laughs> I mean, i've seen dudes on controllers that i'm just like wow that motherfucker's nasty yeah yeah like you got dudes like funk flex that are using controllers yeah now. yeah yeah <laughs> so that says a lot to me yeah for sure i also have seen dudes this is like kind of unrelated but there was a guy from miami who used to bring a full-size iMac yeah. to the club. Jesus. <laughs> I've seen that before. Yo, I don't know where this dude is at now. Shout to you. Tom LaRock. Shout out. <laughs> he used to bring <laughs> like a 20-inch iMac like under his arm, just walk into the club with it. And this had to be when Serato like first came out. So Jesus Christ. I've seen motherfuckers bring a desktop. That's like, what it was. Oh, that's what it was. That's no, what I'm talking but about. But I mean, like, no, like the like, desktop, oh, like the, the tower. tower. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. That dude uh, in Vegas, guy, DJ. I don't know who that is. Uh, shit. I forgot his last name, but he uh-huh. used to do caramel, and he used to kill it. Yeah. He used to fucking Jeez. murder it. But he bring. What does he, he have? Like a mouse and the. Yeah, one? he had the the <laughs> mo- he set up the monitor. He set up his tower, and he would just DJ off of that shit. Fucking Windows ninety eight. Wow. Yeah. On Windows, yeah. <laughs> it was fucking I mean, impressive. I still see people using like laptops where I'm like, how, you know, that are not Macs or whatever, that are just like old ass PCs, and I'm mm-hmm. impressed. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you got you got some PC heads like a uh, warm piece. Yeah, is in he? Vegas. Yeah, he's on. Fucking yeah, he's PCs. never been a Mac guy. I gotta say hi he to does. him. He, he just sent me a uh, bunch of shit. He's uh, Alienware. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. well, they, you, you like build your own shit and yeah. like do the whole like nerdy the thing. Like the forty pound <laughs> yeah. laptop. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. So how did you? Because when I first met you, 
I went to Miami to do live. And it was yes. a Wednesday. Yeah. And the Wednesday was like a hipster yeah. party. It was for a while. And I'm not really a hipster <laughs> DJ. What? Yeah. So no? I couldn't tell. About? So when I went to do the Wednesday, I'm like, ah, oh, this is like Ross One's night. And I was like, oh, I need to get all this electro ready and all this other shit. Then, yeah, but it's uh, still live. It was still like, live. It's like, you know. So then I heard Jessica for the first time. And I, you know, I was like, I'm going to head there early and just listen to what she plays and see what it is. And I was like, I was completely floored because I was like, yo, you did that. You opened and closed that room so many times by the time I got into that room, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was like the sorry keep touching this thing i was like the wednesday and then sometimes friday resident so yeah. it's just like at that point i'm like i can't keep playing the same opening set right so yeah. who knows what i was doing then but i just it was great it was like uh eve who's that girl you know great song and then but it's like standard opening and then she would go into you know king floyd groove me <laughs> and i was and then she would go into like shakira or something crazy <laughs> She was just hopping genres, and like no one would think that you could play King Floyd "Groove Me." Yeah, it's a good song. And yeah, it's a great song, but no one would think that you could play that at Live in a big room. Yeah. So she thoroughly conf- confused me. You know when? The, <laughs> Sorry. But no, 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 no. But that's that's one of the. I think that's one of the greatest things when an opener confuses you because they're not following an expect expect you know like the expected set of what of yeah. a, what a DJ does. And they're killing the crowd, and it was a big room. It's an intimidating room if you're first doing it. Yeah. And she was so confident, and she was just treating it like, <sighs> like you know, <laughs> walk in the park. Just yeah, just like you know. That's like, how I am on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> inside though, <laughs> I'm burning freaking up. Freaking out. Yeah, House but on fire. she she had probably, I would say one of the top ten sets of my whole life that I've heard. Jesus. And maybe, no, because let me tell you this: expectations with cricket are really high. No, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty, uh, I mean, from that one set, I, when I got back to Vegas and when I talked to my friends, I'm like, yo, she's probably the best. And I hated to put you in this category. I know, it's fine. I hate to put you <laughs> in this category. It's but fine. But it's the truth, right? <laughs> so I was like, yo, she's probably the best, you know, woman DJ I've ever heard in my life. I'll take it. You know? Yeah. And Why it, would I complain about that? Yeah, no. And from then on, people would be like, yeah, we're looking for like, you know, uh, you know, like a cute girl who can DJ. And I'm like, yo, this girl can DJ. <laughs> But it was the easiest thing to say. Yeah. It was like, yo, Jessica who? And it was like, without a doubt, she'll fucking rip oh, it. Thank you. Yeah. And were you on scam at that point or you weren't? I don't know. I know that I probably got on in 2011. Yeah. Um, so probably not, maybe. Because I, I think I was there like... Actually, two. that could have been like nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it today because um, it was kind of a weird, I don't know what you call it, trajectory of like how I ended up on scam but I was already playing it live yeah so it was hard for me to remember like because I knew a lot of the scam guys before that mm-hmm. um and I think that kind of helped but uh yeah that was probably before that how did you get into live what was the evolution from the cdj <laughs> the cds <laughs> I don't know five years happened and then who knows I was at live yeah um so I don't know I was just playing a lot in Miami and like started doing more open format stuff. You know, I started getting away from like the little hipster dance parties and yeah. more into like, and that's kind of when things in Miami really started changing in like 2007, I'd say. We got bottle service clubs. Like that was the year. Mm-hmm. Pawn Shop was a club that kind of like changed everything for that scene. So it was like the same, 
you know, hipster dance party kids, but are, are now going to bottle service clubs. And that was the same era as in LA. You had all the Aoki shit and the Dim Mac stuff and, and the Banana, Banana Split. split. Yeah. yeah, same era. So all that stuff that they were playing there, it was like parallel. It was the emergence of like Be More and Electro. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh-huh. like that was all happening here and now we're doing it on a bigger scale um, at like bottle service clubs. So that kind of changed everything. So that was me like, now you're still doing that kind of like scene, but you're also an open format DJ now because it was the same time that it was like, you know, now we're playing crazy rock mashups in the club. So yeah. it was like, we're kind of, it was all that same time. Well, at the time there was no open format, so they were calling it like mashup, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So you were a mashup DJ. Weren't we all? I have to shout out Joe Maz. I have like, I don't know, a gig of all his, his like old, cra- the craziest mashups you will ever hear in wow. your life. Like super old shit. He's, um, he's still like the go-to uh, remix producer yeah. for it's everything. It's like you know what you're going to get. It's always going to be good. I don't anticipate shit either. I think he just released uh, Highest in the Room. Yeah. yeah Travis Scott. Did, yeah. And you know like when motherfuckers go on Twitter like, yo, I'm about to drop this. I'm usually like, get the fuck. No one cares. But you know you're going to use it. <laughs> yeah, no. no yeah. But usually, Joe, you know you're going to use but it. But any other, yeah. With any other DJ, they're like, yo, about to drop this. You're and like, you're just like, I don't, yeah, so what? Like, If I, I get really it, care. I get it. Like, yeah. yeah. But with wow. Joe, I was kind of like, oh shit, when is he dropping it? I was yeah. like, just fucking hit him up. He'll send it to you. <laughs> when is the release date? I was like, I know. I was Can like, I when sign is the release date? So we got to wait till 12 I always tell him he makes like the best club friendly edits that still doesn't, it doesn't like, take away from the originality of the original record exactly. that's yeah. what i hate it's yeah. like oh the beginning of it like the the chorus or whatever it'll be good and then it just goes off the rails Left into some somewhere. crazy shit i'm like yeah. who is able to play this anywhere what club are you working at where this is cool yeah because it's just like left field it's mm-hmm. not even like musically connected no. on some of these remixes right i always sometimes i feel like the only way i can describe it is like someone just like changed the channel suddenly yeah. just like whoops and that's how it sounds yeah not to call anybody out. But, but yeah, his is usually, it, it just blends in. <laughs> it, it works. And it escalates it to how we would want it escalated yeah. in a big room. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So you was a mashup girl. I was a mashup girl. <laughs> From Boca. So were you... Were you, <laughs> you, were you had listening? insult to injury. <laughs> so yeah, From the Boca mashup girl. A Boca girl mashup. <laughs> a Boca mashup girl DJ. God damn it. Yo, Boca. Um, the best though. The best. All these, all these Boca DJs is like, yo, Jess is rapping, yo. <laughs> gang, gang. I don't so, know if I know any. Um, <laughs> they're out <laughs> there. A bad sign. Trust me, they're out there. Yeah. Um, yes. So, so were you always playing hip hop? Did you know hip hop? No. Oh, you didn't. So that's what. That's so crazy. That's why it's weird. Because yeah. like, if people ask me now, I feel like I'm eighty-five percent, like primarily a hip hop DJ. Yeah. But that's not where I came from. And that wasn't natural to me. I didn't grow up listening to hip hop. Like I, you know, I would catch it here and there. There were stuff I liked like in, you know, everyone was listening to Tupac when I was in like sixth grade and Biggie and all that stuff. But like, and what were you listening to? I was listening to that stuff cause it was on the radio and like, it was cool to listen to. Yeah. But I, you know, was listening to like, I told you not to put me on the spot. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I, won't, no, no, no. I, won't, I won't do it. But I mean, I was always a super super into like rock based stuff. So like yeah, yeah. punk and old punk and then like mm-hmm. I want to say like not super cheesy. Like I wasn't like listening to Buck Cherry or anything, but like the strokes or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Well, yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, that was super big. It was yeah, like like white stripes, all that stuff. All that yeah. stuff was like huge then. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, hip hop was not like the natural Yeah. 
progression, but somewhere in between like the whole mashup era into is that an yeah. ice cream truck? Yeah. I was, Do you hear uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? that? No. Go get me a rocket pop. I thought I was tripping. Holy shit. <laughs> Todd, that, I took off the headphones because I was like, who's playing music? I'm like, well, somebody in truck. here. Dope. That's when you know you're in the hood area, right? <laughs> See? I told you. We're in the either, hood. Either hood or, <laughs> why did I hear so, first? I heard it, but I was like, there's am no, I going insane? There's no fucking ice cream trucks in nice neighborhoods, yo. It's only no, in the hood. We'll grab us some ice cream sandwiches real quick. <laughs> Don't let this house fool you. We're in the hood. Jess, which one you want? <laughs> I want a rocket pop. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, but you play hip hop so well. No, well, thank you. Yeah. But I think that. Um, are you really getting ice cream? Where are you going? <laughs> Run! Hurry up! <laughs> no, you play it so well. Now, but it's, you're like a poser. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a poser with everything. It doesn't nah. matter. Um, now it's very natural to me, but I think that's just it, it's from just kind of being pushed into like. DJing became something so different than what it was when I started. Mm-hmm. Like for me personally and just the whole nightclub scene like totally changed from like t- ooh, from 2004 to like 2008. Yeah, it changed yeah. completely. Um, so I think it was just by force, you know, just like being completely immersed in that world what and was, I really was like just learning yeah what was the first gig where you're like shit I gotta get hip hop I don't I don't it definitely didn't happen like that yeah that abruptly yeah um I was cause like when I wasn't DJing I was spending a lot of time watching other DJs and right, like in right. places in Miami watching DJs that I loved like who who, who would be I mean Conflict is a big one mm-hmm. I mean he was he was like a your big deal like open format Miami guy. Yeah, yeah. Um and actually an ex boyfriend. <laughs> um no, this guy I dated for five years. He's like a really fucking awesome, like local hip hop DJ. He's yeah. just one of those guys that's like super reliable. You know you're gonna go in and hear like a really good set and also doing that Miami marathon set eleven to five. Yeah, yeah. And like being able to pull it off and like keep, you know, the keep party energy. going all yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. So just being in that kind of scene and watching people that I liked, I'm like, okay. It wasn't that I was like completely blind to it. At this point, I was in my early 20s, so I was like in it and going to clubs and stuff. I wasn't yeah, like, yeah. what is this song? You yeah. know, like I I was around it. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it definitely, there was definitely a point where like it changed and when clubs became like primarily hip hop based, I think this is around the time that I was on Scam or like, getting on scam and basically so just like you're a hip-hop dj now and i was like okay you know and i would have preferred that to being like i think a lot of the girls at the time when i was on it were in like the dance music division which you know i was like yeah Yeah. i was like i'd rather be in the regular i'm a regular dj you know i don't Mm want to be like pigeonholed into that so well i mean hip-hop is technically the first well, it's the first open format, right? Yeah. yeah. But people just didn't want to call it hip hop because it had like a stigma. A stigma yeah. being like like hood or like yeah. black. And I mean, right? that still happens, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. So they came up with a name called open format. Yeah. It was called mashup before. Yeah. And then you put Hall and Oates under, it and it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good now. So like, uh, when so how did you get into live though? So okay. like, what were the club stages? Um. Like, how, I honestly don't. And what, was it hard for like uh, like 
a woman DJ to get into the game or not really? I think that's two separate. Yeah, yeah. Two separate issues. For sure. Um, I think with Liv, so when they started doing that Wednesday party, yeah. um, it was the people throwing it were the people that I had been working with for a really long time doing like the hipster parties. They were just like, hey, we're opening this huge new club. Do you guys want to take over a Wednesday night? Like they're not losing much, you know, to give them a Wednesday. Um, and at that time, that stuff was super popular and kind of like trendy to do. So, yeah. so it was like, um, actually, I just did their 20 year anniversary party last Saturday's kind of crew called Pop Life. Mm-hmm. So they've been around in Miami for 20 years. Wow. Um, just throwing like these crazy hipster parties and then booking like concerts and all kinds of events and stuff. So they were doing the Wednesday night and because I had been one of their DJs, just they were like, here, we're going to do this. And it kind of went through different iterations. Like initially it was Danny Days and then Contra. And then it was like me and Contra and then me and Ross. And it kind of uh-huh. just like changed. And it went from there. And, and then I think after I left, Mike Deuce and Ruin. Um, so just from being there doing that, they started putting me on Fridays and, you know, it was just like. I got used to it and I was a resident and it was kind of my home for a while. Was it nerve wracking the first time you did it? I don't know if it was, I don't remember the first time I did it, which means it was probably nerve wracking because I like blocked it out. Right. But, um, it was nerve wracking the first, the entire time I did it and not because of the room. I heard, I heard like, I heard like hilarious horror stories about Dave Grubman. They're true. Yeah. <laughs> they're all true they, and that's what I was kind of alluding yeah. to and I don't want to like no but I, I love the guy but yeah well he's like a he's like a, a superstar now he's now, like yeah. a celebrity yeah but um yeah I heard horror stories about guest DJs getting pulled yeah after and that like all happened 10 minutes yeah that yeah. happened and uh like w- like one of our homies was DJing there who yeah I remember we had this conversation he's like I played uh snow informer <laughs> and Dave Grutman came up to the booth and yelled at me and said, yeah. what the fuck are you playing this for? Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's and standard. Then, and, you know, he only played it for a second and got out yeah. of it. And he was just like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is that? And I was just like, uh, why are you playing Snow Informer? Anyway? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> let's address the issue at hand. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's an amazing DJ. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he has that like kind of like fun, comical style yeah. too he likes to play fun well, shit well I'll play like novelty shit every yeah. once in a while like mm-hmm. but Dave Grumman know, but had a list I know of songs I know and I just remember like a G6 that's like well, the infamous and, song and that it, was the infamous song well, that like nobody played a list of like not to play do not, not play. play wow and it's, play if you song. play that you got pulled yeah so but like no one got the warning there was no the list was was hypothetical and like somewhat yeah. mythical. It was never on paper, so you never knew what was on it that day. Yeah. Except for that song. But it it only be, it only got on the list because like three DJs got pulled or something, right? Or there, a few DJs got pulled yeah, but the because thing of is, the song. There was no like it was never on paper. Nothing was ever in stone. Right. There was no real list. It was just like, oh, it's on the do not playlist. And that would change from day to day. Right. You know, it was never but that was the one, right? That, that he was hated. The, 
big one, which is and it was a big song. It was such it? a big song at the time. It was a huge yeah, song. That song went on for like a year. It it did. This is what two thousand eight. That song came out. Had to be. I low key hated that song. Though. The song sucks, but that's not the point. Like we <laughs> no. have to play that shit, you know? Um, yeah. So it would just be stuff like that that would randomly happen. And I remember I was playing once, and I was playing Bingo Players Cry. Great song. Pretty generic yeah. dance song. Yeah. Big room, fine, whatever. Did not like it. Didn't like it. Got the tap. Got yelled at. So did he come up to you or did a manager come up to you? He would always come up to me. Uh-huh. And he would just yell. All the managers were, like, every the staff there was awesome. Yeah. Like, everyone there was super cool. It really did feel like a home for a mm-hmm. while, you know? But did he um, yell at you or did he just look at you, like, take this shit off? Dave's version of yelling... <laughs> first of all he didn't have to like come up behind me and tap me like there would be times because you know on the wednesday we were on the stage not in the booth yeah um so you're facing the big titanic stairs or whatever Mm -hmm. that's like so i would see him like run down the stairs i don't know where he was coming from but run down the stairs and he has a very distinctive walk and everything and i could just see him out of the corner of my eye and my whole body would tense up i'd be like okay get ready. And then he would run up the stage and be like, don't ever fucking play this again. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right. Except for that one time he goes, delete this from your computer right now. And it was, it was the bingo player. Yeah. And he's like standing behind me waiting for me to delete it from my computer. And I'm <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? You know, I'm like, yo, I just kind of laughed it off and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it later. Like, Right. No, like, what? <laughs> like, like I'm waiting. Yeah, and he was like, "Do it right now." I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, "No, that's not gonna happen." Um, so shit like that would happen, and I remember, it was just, I never took it personally. Like, I uh-huh. knew not to take it personally. A lot of other people did, especially out of town DJs. Right. I knew that it had nothing to do with me. I was just standing at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time that it happened to Contra, which I don't know if you guys are aware of him, but he's like this really highly respected Miami DJ. Definitely he was, heard of him. I don't think I've ever met him, but yeah. He was um, MIA's DJ, tour DJ for a while. Like, <laughs> awesome dude. Crazy eclectic taste in music and the way he DJs, but mm-hmm. he's also a little sensitive. And that happened, I remember the first time it happened to him and he was like super upset and like took it really personally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you cannot take that shit personally especially in this environment like everyone's crazy in this environment it's like working in a restaurant you know Mm -hmm. i was like you can't take that shit personally it's just like he's just firing bullets and if you're standing there you're gonna get hit by one it's just the mood that you're in at the time of the day of whatever that's all it is you know it's a battlefield that like at a club that large it's like and when it had just opened yeah you know so like smoothing out the kinks figuring out the music the music direction because i'm sure he's like super chill now i mean how long is he might be a little. He's still I mean, not a chill dude, but he, you know, he's, he looks. He seems super chill yeah, on he Instagram. He'd be doing classes and shit. Yeah, um, but the <laughs> thing is, I would never describe him as having a chill personality. <laughs> he's like yeah. a big personality. Yeah. But yeah, he seems like he's got his babies now and his supermodel wife, and yeah. things seem to be doing like going really he's well. His, like, he's on his like jet boat. Yeah, and in, and yeah. he's like hanging out with Khaled. Yeah, he's what didn't he have like a like a a collab with like a brand? Oh, I saw that. It was the, um, what's the tennis one? Yeah, I don't Prince. know. Prince. Yes. I mean, yeah, he's exactly. like hanging out with like Ronnie yeah. Fig, uh, Alec Monopoly is always living with him. the life, yeah. man. Yeah. I think back then, I mean, this was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. This was maybe over 10 years ago. So like 
it was probably a very stressful position to be in mm -hmm. for him. And it was for all of us. Like it was the first time I played in a room that big. Yeah. The, clubs like that didn't exist besides mansion. And like, but did it click in your head that like, holy shit, <clears throat> I'm in, I'm DJing at the hottest club in the, in the, maybe in the country right? yeah. at that time. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But like I said, I have a lot of anxiety about like everything. Uh -huh. Like I have anxiety about playing like small rooms. So DJs don't talk about the anxiety. No, they don't. No. <laughs> I have it's real to this day. I just did wall right on Tuesday. I love that room. It's a fun room. It's, su best it's such a good system. size. Yeah. And they have the best uh, monitor speakers for the DJ. Yeah. They do. Oh, it's yeah. It's insane. That's yeah. it, really nice. it, like it sounds like usually I got to go to like I got to go. I'm to like blowing that shit. Yeah. yeah no, I'm like you, Mauricio deaf. <laughs> he mentioned that too. I am. He, he's deaf in one ear. Yeah, he's like deaf in I, one ear. I am. I'm, Close. I'm literally <laughs> la like at level nine usually, and there I'm at like level yeah six five. Yeah. Yeah. I just did dare last week, and the guy mm -hmm. goes, the guy's like, "Watch out with the monitors." I was like, "Okay." I was at like a one and a half. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Which is Loud. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even when I did wall, and I've done wall a ton of times, yeah. I I still get super nervous. I do too. I like people don't realize how nervous I get because maybe I don't seem like I'm nervous. Yeah. But inside, I'm like, you're cool as a cucumber, man. I'm like dying. Well, that's like, exactly why yeah. I have like my little ritual. It's like to me, it's like meditation. All I'm doing is watching like Law and Order and eating room service. But like because everything's so crazy yeah. for such an extended period of time, like it's, you know, lights and sounds and people and drunk and it's so much stuff coming at you. I feel like I just have to be in like silence before that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I completely agree. Yeah. That's how I like to be. But I've, I've learned to just. I go with the motion. Well, I think yeah. it depends. Like if I'm playing at a place where I play all the time and it's like my friends and I'm super comfortable, yeah. I don't mind. Like I'll go out, I'll do my thing before that, I'll hang out. I don't get that anxious. But if I'm traveling, if it's somewhere I've never played before, mm -hmm. tomorrow night I play at Live and I don't play there regularly anymore. Yeah. It's like every other month or a couple of months or whatever. I get fucking nervous. Like yeah. I do. And I, that's just. But that was your home, yo. And that it's, it's still like when I walk in, it's awesome. When I walk in, it's still the same people and it's great. That's dope. And everyone, sorry, I'm burping White Claw. It's all good. You're human. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it still feels great and comfortable and everyone makes me feel awesome when I walk in there, but I'm still looking at a room of, you know, 400 yeah. people or whatever with this massive ceiling. So my brain is just like, Ugh, freak out, you yeah. know? And I mean, sometimes for the first like 15 minutes I'm playing like that, I'm, I'm like this mm -hmm. and I just can't, like, I can't help it. And then like, you know, once you get warmed up and you're into it, you're like, all right, I need a shot. Now we're good. Do you, yeah. do you, do you think, uh, sometimes I do this. I tend to over drink just to get the anxiety down. Yeah. Like it depends I on where I am. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I, pretty much stopped drinking when I travel because I got so sick of being hung over on airplanes Ooh, and yeah, like brutal. like just super hung over like trying to get out the door to the airport at seven in the morning or whatever like I got so sick of that so unless it's somewhere that unless it's like Scottsdale or like somewhere where I'm with like people I know that are like drink 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 um I really avoid it at home yeah, at home where I'm more comfortable, maybe, <laughs> if I'm not driving. Do you um, guys, do you do that, D, or no, when you go out of town? Yeah, especially if it's someone I've never, somewhere I've never played. Yeah. The nerves kick in. Yeah. And then when I get to the club and I'm in the booth and the opener's playing and I'm, like, just observing. Yeah. 
I'm like, all right, it's almost game time. And the nerves really kick in. Yes. So sometimes I'll just take a step back and then maybe take a shot. Yeah. Kind of like loosen up, you know what I mean? And it helps. And then as I get going, I might take another one to take the edge off. And then after that, I'm good. Yeah. I feel like I'm all right. I'm weird. Like if I won't take a shot before I start yeah. for whatever, oh, maybe really? I should start doing that. Cause yeah, I'll like start. And then I realize I'm like, all right, you're yeah. starting, you're getting warmed up. Now I will literally turn around and be like, I need a fucking shot right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 15 minutes into it. So it's funny because sometimes I'll be at a, at a venue, you know, those venues that like don't take care of you at all. Yeah. You know, when you're, like, <laughs> you're, you're just like begging a light guy to help you. There's like no one, no one greeting you. Yeah. Like no, no one, manager, no, no, no point of contact. You talk like to the security. You're like, yeah, the, bo- the booth's over there. Yeah. And you're just like, hi, you know, I've never been here before. <laughs> Can you show me? And the opener is just like, yeah, what's up, man? And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I, I guess I'm alone in this world. Yeah. And then like, I just have to start DJing. Yeah. yeah. And and then I'm like, oh, I need a drink. I need a shot to like settle down. And sometimes like, I don't mm. get the shot. And then I'm 10 minutes in and I'm like, shit, I'm good. You're fine, yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, it goes away. That's yeah. what happens because I feel like if I don't know where I'm at and there's no one really maybe assisting me, I better get this shot now before I start. Because yeah, I know once I start, I'm not going to bother trying to find who's what. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going to focus on DJing at that point. That's a good point. Yeah. And then it's always at those clubs. I'll be like an hour and a half in, like maybe 30 more minutes of my set. And then someone will come up like, do you want a drink? I'm like, oh my God. Like, you yeah. Where were you yeah. two hours ago? I'm just like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm straight, yeah. But do, do you remember the time? This was actually... I didn't realize how special it was, but I thought it was a lot of fun. It was when you, me, Ross One, and I want to say Homicide, Craig Anthony were DJing at Live together. Yes. Was there one more We person? did a couple of those. I do remember that. We, well, we were in the booth side. That was like a Friday or Saturday night. Or I don't something. know. It was a scam takeover, yeah, right? Yeah. I think it was a holiday weekend. Somebody else sure. was there and I don't remember who. I don't remember who. There's That's a really picture. fucked up though, right? There's, that we no, forgot somebody. <laughs> whoever you are. Whoever you are, I'm sure oh, you did Sha- great. It was Sean Perry. Oh. oh. Sean. Hi, Sean. I'm Sean. sorry. I love so you. So it was Sean, <laughs> Ross One, Homicide, you, and me. Yeah. Because it was always five in the takeover, yeah. right? There's a picture of that night somewhere. Yeah. But it was like all just tremendously great sets. Yeah. That was and a I fun And I think night. I had to close it out. Yeah. And it was, and Dave Grumman doesn't know me. Yeah. But he was there that night, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like he's gonna yell at me, because I was the last dude, and no one got yelled at. Yeah. We made it almost. And yeah, I was like, "Yo, we made. We actually, I think motherfuckers Bring killed it, home. it. I thought we killed it, yo." <laughs> so like after Ross, you guys at the finish line waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. <laughs> and he fucks it up. And he's chasing you behind. It's like Donkey Kong. This is actually where I think actually Ross kind of respected me a little bit because uh-huh. I had to play last. I'm still trying for that. And it was hard. <laughs> I was like, everyone played everything. And Ross was literally like, I don't, know, I don't know what you're going to play right now. And I don't know what happened that night, but I actually pulled off a pretty decent set. Uh-huh. And it was like fun. And I was like, yo, the vibes were just dope. Yeah. And then Gruntman came up and I was like, fuck. Like, yeah. I was like, damn. And then he just tapped me on the shoulder. He was just like, I, th- I think he thought I was somebody else. Uh-huh. And he was just like, shook my hand with two hands. He's like, so glad to have you here. And I was like, oh, I was like, I thank mean, who you. Cares? Was, who cares who we thought like, you were? It like, it freaked me out, yo. <laughs> yeah. See, and then, even that, he's super intense. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's it like, freaked me the fuck out. And then he was like, let's do a picture. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then we took Jessica, a, take the picture. <laughs> yeah. quick, I remember quick, quick, that. Quick. I think I did. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I and did. I took the picture and I was like, and then he, you know, he went away. And I was like, <laughs> does like he know that. who the fuck, like, what was that? That yeah. was like really weird. 
but I was so oh my my heart was like beating so fast. I was like, yeah, he's Pause. about to pull me, and it's wow. like we pa- almost <laughs> made it. <laughs> it's like only like an hour left in the club, and you're about to pull me. Damn. That would have been a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, like that, even when he's like he'll come up and be super sweet but it's yeah. just very intense mm. no matter what you know i mean that's why he's such a character on instagram is, yeah. and whatnot it's definitely a character so then you signed a scam yeah. and yo i mean you were you were blazing hot you was killing the game but i feel like that's just kind of like default when you jump on scam for like the first two years you're like and you know that's not default that's, that's not, not default. default really because I, I saw it happen to a bunch of people uh, some like people. after me no after no. I left, you think so? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. No. I don't know about I think, that. I think it, a lot of had when to did do you with leave? You. I left in six, seventeen. No, I don't think so. Seventeen. I think I've been it, with Rich Group like two years. I think. Yeah. You was killing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I was super fucking burned out. But yeah. also, something that people don't know is <laughs> a how I got on scam, but b when I joined, like my first conversation with Sujit, at that point there were no girls left. Like Kiss had left, I think, and Sky was the only one oh, there. Oh, that's right. So Sujit basically. Kiss was on scam, I forgot. She was, yeah. and then she had just left to go with uh, MOS. I At forget. DGI. Yeah. yeah. So um, Sujit's on the phone with me and he's like, yeah, so basically I'm gonna bring you on to take on the gigs that want a female DJ that Sky Neller doesn't want to take. Oh. I swear to God. And I was like, <coughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck am, I getting, it. am I getting Sky Neller pay? Shit. Nope. <laughs> Essentially, it was like, you're going to take the lower paying gigs that she doesn't want. You're the uh, brunette Sky Neller. Yeah. And Man. in my head, I, the big n- knowing her and having like DJed with her, I was like, okay. Yeah. Because to me, I was like, all right, if I can get my foot in the door doing this and then... I, you know, go play these clubs and it goes well, yeah. then I don't have to worry about that. I'll do my own thing, which essentially is, I think, what, what you did, happened. Yeah. yeah. So it was like it was so easy for us to recommend you because you we knew you had the chops to like hold it down. Yeah. You were like a DJ's, you know, a DJ's DJ for real. Thanks. guys. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you a couple of times when you would do Vegas. I think you yeah. did excess. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. And yeah, when was the first like, time I heard you was at Tao. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was fucking nerve wracking, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another version of live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's another. There's another situation. There's another, there. there's another story on. <laughs> that's oh, another story. Man. Well, I had never seen someone rock CDJs as well as you had. Oh. Because I think at the time, predominantly it was still the yeah. 900 and two turntables yeah. with Serato. You came in and it was CDJ set up and it was you killed it. And I think that's thank you. I think that's yeah. just why like now when people ask me it's like now at this point I'm I'm just so much faster. Uh-huh. Like I and I make a lot of like split second decisions that I I wouldn't feel comfortable doing on turntables at this point. Yeah. You know, like I can do it, but it's not going to be like amazing. Have you, know? you ever heard Stretch Armstrong? You never heard Stretch Armstrong DJ, right? I know him. You know him, I right? I love him. You remind me of your style. Really? Yeah. It was uh, it was like so. I love was, him so much. It was like quick mix, but it was so flawless, smooth. It was so smooth. It was like, yeah, it was just like bl- every song blended together. Wow. Everything matched. The energies well, was just. The thing great, is also you know? like I don't really scratch, so no. like that's all I have mm-hmm. is. That's all you need. Playing like a clean, fun set. Like that was all I ever. Yeah. Wanted to do. Yeah. You know. It I mean, was great. It was 
like to me, that's the kind of DJing I like to hear. Yeah. Like really clever, great song selection. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just surprising me. At like every other song is like a surprise. You I know? think I do that also because I get bored. Mm, yeah. And like I have to do things to like, I do a lot of like setup where like here I'm going to play this for eight bars and then boom, because I get bored and I want to play shit that's like, you haven't heard this in 15 years or whatever. I mean, I love when DJs do that, you know. And you're tapped in. I feel, always feel like women DJs are more tapped into what girls want to hear. Cause, I don't know. Because guys can be like a little too, uh, like, maybe you know what I mean? Maybe that's the case. But I've also been told before that I'm not playing for girls. And mm. I'm like, oh. I was like, I if I were in the club right now, I'd be happy. But maybe. Did a guy tell you that? No. Oh. Yes, Jules told me that. Really? <laughs> Hashtag. Yes, really? Jules. Yes, Jules. The queen of Snapchat. Yeah. Um, this was years ago, but I was playing and she, <laughs> I was playing and she wasn't supposed to be there. Like she wasn't hosting. It wasn't her night or anything, but she had to film something for like Forbes magazine. Mm-hmm. And um, so she did, decided to do it where I was playing. Yeah. And so she's like in the booth on the mic, just like, you know, for the film crew and whatever, like pretending like, okay, this is kind of what I do. And then she's like, you need to play more for the girls. Drop something for the girls right now. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm doing a thing here. Like, I'm in the middle of something. Right, right, you know, right. like, I'm in the middle of a situation. So, I just remember being told that. She, she didn't say that on the mic, right? She said no, it, to no. me. Oh. But Do you remember what you were playing? I don't know. I was probably playing, like, racks or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was playing, like, I'm playing, like, party hip-hop in the 70 BPM range, you the know? girls but, love yeah. the racks. I, I enjoy that song. Yeah, it's a nice song. Um, but whatever. I was just playing like party shit. And yeah. she's like, you need to play this and that and this and that. And I'm like. Do you remember what she was trying to have you play? No. I mean, Work by Rihanna had just come out. Okay. But I'm like, it's a slow fucking record. Right. Like, it's faster technically, but it's a slow record. So I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm getting to I'm, a place I'm here. My, you know? I'm in my turn up right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not in the, in the wine Let me get to the hundreds and then right. I'll play all the girl Stop shit. I'm trying to like, curate yeah. the vibe yeah. over here. Isn't that her thing? <laughs> That's her thing. But she is Cur- a cu- the she curator, is a curator of the vibes. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag but, vibes yeah. Tuesday. But afterward, you guys became best friends, yes, right? Yes, we are still best friends to this day. Nice. <laughs> I believe you. Was she, uh, was she a bridesmaid at your wedding? Oh, I didn't have a wedding yet. You it's next it? year. I got married, but I didn't have a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> but She's she will be. This is me officially asking her to be my maid of honor. Damn. So Jules. you never, never heard back from her after that? <laughs> no. No? I mean, she, I wasn't like, I don't. She didn't want to be her friend. I don't, I don't yeah. She didn't want to be the curator of the vibes. Wait, so when you joined Scam and you got the the Suja talk. Yeah. The old Suja talk. Uh, What do you call it? And you didn't even take that personal. You were just like, No, not at all. For me, it was like, I was happy to be there. Yeah. I wanted to be there. Previously, Irie was managing me. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. That's dope. Yeah. So I had just been DJing around Miami and he had his own little agency called um, Artist Related. It was just Miami DJs. So I kind of had that like connect through him um, and the catalyst, like I know for a fact, the ultimate catalyst was I did the Red Bull three style in 2011. You did? I never heard of that. Really? That was not the research at all. Fucking nerve wracking bullshit. <laughs> I am not like I am not a battle DJ. I'm not, I cannot believe I ever did that or agreed to do it. I, I don't even I, I'm, I'm actually shocked that you. Yeah. Did that. Yeah. On turntables. On turntables. Yeah. Wow. She didn't even bring the see-through CD players. 
<laughs> who told, who, told, who convinced you to do that? Um, I know a bunch of DJs must have No, I don't remember. It. No? it was somebody from Red Bull. And then, uh, you know, what's funny is one of the DJs that was like trying to convince me to do it was A-Train, who's like a local guy here, mm-hmm. who's really is like a good party DJ. Um, but I was just like, dude, that's not my thing. Like, I don't fucking do that. And he's like, at the time, it was still kind of new, you know? It was like, you're just party rocking. You're just mixing records. You're I'm like, yeah, but it's... 15 minutes and you got to do all this crazy shit and it's on turntables and it's like why put myself through that you and, know? It, and it wasn't like the turntablist thing that it it was like the no, beginning of it that was yeah that was just like you're party rocking yeah yeah you know it was and it was it wasn't what it is now it's with this the, whole turntablist and you know jsp and zach and all that like no and it was just the beginning before anyone knew what it was yeah so um, I did that, but I think part of the reason I agreed to do it was because it was at Live on a Wednesday. Okay. So I kind of felt like I had home court advantage. Like right. at this point, I was like, <laughs> I'm walking into my place. You know, this is at least I'm comfortable being on this stage. Yeah. You know, I was definitely not prepared for what it was. Um, so I don't know how the fuck I did this. I placed third, maybe because I'm a girl. Who knows? Could have been. Don't care. <laughs> what I do know is that Sujit was judging. Uh-huh. Laz was judging. Wow. DJ Laz. I don't remember who the third judge was. Um, but I remember the very next day, I got two phone calls. One was from DJ Laz. Mm. I don't know how he got my phone number. <laughs> but I remember missing it and getting a voicemail. It was like, yo, Jessica, this is DJ Laz from Power 96. And I'm like, in my head, I've been recording your mixes on a boom box since I was like 10. Yeah, like wow. I know who this is. You You're know, like, I want tickets or something. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Calling back. And he's like, he's like, um, I heard you last night. I thought you were great. And I want to talk about having you play on the radio. And I'm like, Ooh. what? Yeah. Oh. Craziness. Yeah. And then that's how the whole Sujit thing happened. Um, With scam. Yeah. Because I had kind of been trying to get Irie to like, I don't know if the correct word is like, let me go. Right. But I was like, I think it's time for me to move up and move on, whatever. Progress, yeah. yeah. Um, and at that point, like I was tight with Graham and Stone and Vice and Homicide and Ross and I'd met you. I keep hitting this thing. And they're um, all on scam. right? Yeah. yeah. And I was, I was like friends with everybody from opening for them constantly. Right. Um, so I kind of was like, I love Diary and I you know, I was so grateful to him, but it was also like, I think it's time to, can you help me? And I think there was like a stagnant period there where he like didn't want to let me go. He's also, I mean, he's such a big artist too. Like he's, he's yeah. the main focus, you know, oh, I mean, he is, he, he's doing a lot. You know? yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I, I loved him and he helped me out so much. I don't think that I would be anywhere that I went or am now if yeah, it wasn't yeah. for him. So, um, but after that three style, something happened, some like backroom negotiations happened or something where mm-hmm. Irie and Sujit had a talk and like the next day Sujit was like, all right, come on, let's go. <laughs> like Damn. get in, let's go. <laughs> I was like, all right. Get in loser. Yeah, basically. Get in, loser. So that's We're how that happened. Yeah, wow. Exactly. So then you got on scam. Yeah. And I want to know, and then you, I mean, you, you got all of Sky's, Sky Neller's, you know. I don't know but. if like that like actually ever happen yeah. like i i have no way of knowing if she actually turned down gigs that i ended up i taking. think that's just sujit's way of kind of keeping me yeah down keeping you because her gigs were like fashion gigs and stuff and like yeah. i never did that so you know <laughs> yeah i don't know what Su- sujit has a way of uh yeah he wants to like uh 
yeah, he wants you to understand who's boss and yeah. yeah. So I was, I'm not working for you. You're working for me. Which was shit. funny yeah. because coming from Irie, like the whole spiel that I got from him when I, I remember sitting down in his office with like him and his team and him being like, I'm working for you. Like you tell me what you need. I'm here for that. Like just he told me everything <sighs> that he knew a DJ would want to hear yeah. probably based on his own experience, <laughs> not <CJ>. hearing <laughs> what he wants to hear. So he came in with like everything and I'm like, yes. Then when I got on scam, it was like, oh, oh, okay. Like I'm nothing here. Like you're in charge. I work for you, I guess, and give you a percentage of of my money. Yeah, Yeah. you just join the battalion, pretty much. So that was that, and you know, it was fine. I was like, I'm I'm where I want to be for right now. That's fine, you know. But we saw you doing your thing, and I was like, we were all super happy and proud. You know, we were like, yo, she's doing it, and she deserves it all. And you got like a Dove commercial. Oh God, that was so weird. That was great. Oh God, it was we were so like, weird. we were like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. When it came out, we we're like, oh shit, Dove commercial. Yeah, I the, remember just randomly seeing it on TV. I was like, I want to oh, wow. okay. know. I want to know what the bag was for the, the for the Dove commercial. What was the bag? Really? Yeah. Was you want to know? Was it hefty? Uh, it's twenty thousand. Oh, dope. That's not bad. Yeah. But like. Did you have to it like, was shower with <laughs> No, <laughs> they didn't give me any soap. Um, but it was like it. It wasn't. It was such a weird, like, cross-branding thing. It was, like, MTV and Dove. Yeah. And then, like, with the VMAs. Mm-hmm. So it was, like... Big, big. F- four months of, like, me having to fly weird places and do weird gigs f- for weird crowds and then, like, go show up at the VMAs and, like, just do weird interviews and shit that I wasn't... I was, like, I don't want to be on TV. This is not my thing. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got here, but you know, there was a couple things like was the, that was 2011. That was like that year was the year of me doing things that made me feel like I was losing my mind. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? The freestyle, the like, because like, all of that shit was so far outside of my comfort zone. Right. Like so far that I look back and I'm like, how did you ever make it through? But that? don't you like, think that's when you like kind of achieve yeah. greatness somehow is when I guess you, you know. if you want to call it that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get a dub commercial is greatness you know, yeah. to me no it was just like I don't know I mean but that's those are things that you won't ever see a DJ doing yeah. so something like that to I me guess. that's that's a big accomplishment I'm see, sure other DJs saw it that way in my heart I was like damn this is like some it was groundbreaking you know, well when Rathacon I mean when Rathacon was kind of killing it yeah he was in like Complex Magazine. He was doing like yeah, but that's cool. I mean, <laughs> wait, Dove is cool. Him. Don't fucking down. I <laughs> use Dove. I do too. <laughs> to him, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Oh, because nothing's cool enough for Rock to come. Yeah, I know. But he was doing. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I want to say he was in a. Was it a Vans commercial or a Vans ad? He was in some type of ad for a G Shock. Maybe it was G Shock. Uh-huh. Probably. I don't know what it was, but it, it was like in a complex magazine. He was like getting featured here and there. I was like, yo, like Wait, wasn't Caper just in a Jaguar commercial? Was she? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. But yes, yeah. I'm pretty well, sure uh, she was. What I was trying to say is that like <laughs> we felt like one of our own made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I, we saw you in the dub commercial, we were like, yeah, like, you know, one of us. It's made, just so you know? strange because to me it's like, what am I doing here? I'm a yeah. DJ. Like what am I doing here the whole time? Yeah. You know? You're doing greatness. But the commercial made sense. The way they tied it into DJing and I don't even remember the commercial. I just remember like the whole Can we watch the commercial again? No. Yeah. I remember it verbatim. Was there a bathtub scene of like, her scrubbing? Not- <laughs> they put me through like what do you call it? Like um like PR training uh-huh. and all that. It was, it was horrible. Like yeah. it was so horrible. But 
I guess there was like the commercial, but I didn't even remember the commercial. I remember like the whole VMA thing, them coming to my house to film like a video, mm-hmm. which was super weird because I had to have all my friends come over. They're like, bring all your friends over and just like, you know, pretend you're hanging out like you normally do. And I'm like, we don't do this. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's like 20 people in my apartment. This isn't normal. <laughs> it was all fake bullshit, but you know. Did you DJ the VMAs or? I that? did like events for it. And then I was doing like, like interview, like red carpet, weird interview shit. Honestly, like I blocked so much of it You were out. interviewing people? Yes. Wow. Like random fucking people. But th- that's also like, I have no place to be doing this. That's not what I do. Was Sujit handling this for you? No, this was. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> so luckily that happened like right before I got on scam. Okay. So like it was. It was happening at the same time, but... So was that like Irie or you handling it? It came through Mia Moretti. Mm. Because they needed DJs who were not um, SAG members, and I guess she was. So she recommended me for some reason. Okay. Um, So it came through her, which is odd. Yeah. Um, because I could just see like Sujit just yelling at like kind of just being like, yeah, yeah, just do this commercial. And, yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. There, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was other shit like that. You worked for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically. I mean, if I said no to anything on scam, it was not good. Yeah. Like I couldn't say no to anything. But for me, that situation was just like, oh, this is money that I have never had before. Like, I like the fact that she she asked for soap and then didn't give her soap. Like, yo, take all this money. Didn't give me any soap. But keep the eight bar. Also, White Claw. White Claw. Let's go. You want that White Claw sponsorship? That's my next commercial. Huh? That's the yeah, next I commercial. Do. What kind of Jessica? I'm Jessica who, who? What kind of commercial would out, that be? I drink. I drink White Claw. I would, I drink but that wouldn't be a lie. Sometimes. <laughs> All That'd the time. <laughs> All the time. So then, ultimately, you left Scam. Yes. In 2016. <sighs> no, yeah, it might have been 17. Uh, I think it was 17. Yeah. I'm not sure, but. Do do you do you know? I mean, what were the reasons for? It? Um. Did you go through the Rathacon burnout stage kind of a little yes, bit? Yes. Yeah. But also market flooding. Like when I left, there were 110 DJs. Yeah. And I felt like I had passed that point where I had, I was no longer at that point where, you know, I'm being pushed, pushed, pushed. Now it's other DJs that have joined more recently that are getting that push that I first got, mm-hmm. which is fine. I completely understand that but it's 110 DJs all fighting for the same gigs mm. in the same cities. And like, I just, there, I went through like some really slow phases where like I wasn't working, I wasn't making money and it just wasn't sustainable at all. You know? Yeah. It was just very, you know, I remember like we would wake up every week and get like the newsletter and there'd be like 10 new DJs. Like mm-hmm. it's this guy from Dubai and this guy that we've never heard of. And this guy, and I'm like, I joined this or I, I desperately wanted to be on scam because I wanted to be with people that I looked up to. Right. I wanted to be like the worst DJ on the best label and just be around people that I was like, I can't believe I get to DJ with these people and then I'm friends with them, whatever. So when that kind of started, I don't want to say dissipating a little bit, but like it just, it was too hard. It was too hard to make money. It was too hard to work. And that started changing. And then I started seeing those people that I joined initially for, like, starting to leave. Mm-hmm. So I think that made me feel like it was safe yeah. or safer to leave. Um, you know, and it's, it was scary. It was like a huge risk because that name carries a lot of weight. Yeah. And it still does, you know. Um, 
so it was just I mean Su- Sujit's tough and he can be a little abrasive but very but and a I lot mean, of that yeah. I did take personally and yeah. like um I think that was just the point of my life where I'm like all right I have this Dave situation and then I also have Sujit and it was like so much uh like confrontation right. and like abrasiveness that I was like all right something has to change mm-hmm. like one of these things can't continue so mm-hmm. but uh I mean he does the the one thing about Sujit he does have his his hands on a lot of the nightclub circuit yeah 100 percent. market you know yeah. what i mean it's insane and his abra- i always accept his abrasive just because i know he's super busy yeah and he's talking to like you said like 100 plus 150 djs 50 fucking djs and i'm just yeah. another dude like bitching exactly. to him about gigs yeah so i always try to get on his level whenever i speak to him and try to you like, gotta, yeah get on a level playing like look i know you're busy yeah I just kind of want to ask this, uh, yeah. you know, Sorry about what's you. going on with this yeah. and what's going on with that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I've grown to I've I've created a way to handle him. And I've, I mean, being I've there for as long le- as yeah. you have, like I've gotten to learn. a level playing with him where we have an understanding. He yeah. knows that when I hit him up I and I don't bother him just to bother him yeah. like he understands that yeah. I have some concerns and he takes it like he takes it seriously and yeah. He, respectfully. Yeah. But I think. I think it can be if you if you don't create that kind of um, relationship with him. Yeah. I think it could come off as like, I think it it you know doesn't evolve. Does that make sense a little yes. bit? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's I, I also think it's different with different people. Right. Like he's has different relationships with Irie than he ever could or would care about having with me. You know, and, uh-huh. and I I totally understand that. It was just like all right, our relationship's not really going to invo- evolve any further. And, you know, I need to work. And, right. like, there's too much competition right now. So, like, that's what kind of led to it. And I think a big catalyst was A, Graham going to Rich Group. And mm-hmm. then the same week that I was supposed to leave, Fashion went to Rich Group. And I was like, okay, now I feel like there's a little bit of a cushion right. for me. Like, it's not as scary, you know. Um, and <laughs> Lewis is funny. Like, he he can be very abrasive and he has that same kind of manner of dealing with you but I feel much more comfortable being like hey fucking listen to me like I feel more comfortable talking to him right you know Lewis is the owner of Rich Group yeah or, yeah, yeah. Lewis were there Rich. any other options that you considered going with as far as management or did you know you wanted to go to Rich Group not that I thought were like realistic for me um I think like the real helpful point was that I'm like I'm friends with Conflict and like basically everybody on that agency like I've known for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and I knew that it was probably very realistic. Like I knew that they would have me whereas other places like I don't who knows you know there's where else could I go what are the options you know where that I wouldn't have to like work really hard and beg and be like hey I swear I'm worth it like with people I don't know I guess. I, I didn't even really consider anything else so yeah. you know it worked out and there's only like, I don't know, 10 DJs. And it was such a change from where I came from, you know. Was it uh, just automatically, automatic switch from scam artist yeah. to, yeah. Suja did, didn't give a shit. I was like, <laughs> I wrote a very nice email. I was like, hey, I want to thank you for everything. You blah, 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 blah. It was just a whole very gracious email. And he's like, all right, wish you the best of luck. You know, yeah. and that was he it. He replied with K. Yeah, basically. That was his version <laughs> of K. His like very kind version of it but yeah it, it was fine like there was no you know because there's always that fear where you're like oh am I gonna get blacklisted am I gonna be like yeah whatever 
and fashion was saying the same thing. And I was like, I think he cares more about you than me. So I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sorry. if we're both leaving in the same week, he's going to focus his anger on you, you know, yeah. but uh, I don't, I don't think it happened to either of us. So tough love. Yeah. So how's it been on uh, rich crew? It's been good. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I think I have a, a good relationship where I can be like, yo, I'm burned out. Like, I don't want to do that or it's not enough money or da, da, da. whereas in the past I, d- I didn't necessarily feel comfortable saying no yeah or how to f- or you felt like you had to say yeah at all mm-hmm. and now it's like i can text him and be like yo what's up with this guy i haven't been booked at this place in fucking forever like what's going i can just be honest with him yeah. and if he says fuck you i'm working on it then great or i'm not shut up great but the communication is there that like I didn't necessarily have before because mm-hmm. I was kind of afraid of Sujit. Like I, I'm I'm very non. You were afraid of Sujit, really? Well, I'm not. I'm very non-confrontational. So uh-huh. it's like, man, do I even want to bother sending this email or this text where I know what I'm gonna get back is like, just like a dickhead response yeah, that yeah. like hurts my feelings, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So or it's like, no, I'm not gonna do that until you do this. Why the fuck haven't you done this? You haven't done anything for me lately. Like all right. this shit. It's like. So I'm like, do I want to bother sending this message, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier with Lewis. Did you ever feel uh, like along the way in your whole career in DJing where being a, like a woman DJ was like beneficial or like kind of hurt you in some ways? It created more obstacles for you or not really? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been answering some version of that question for like 15 years. Yeah. but I felt like I had to ask yeah. it. I think it's changed a lot. Like when I first started, yeah. there weren't, I'm sh- I know that there were, but there weren't like open format female DJs that I knew of uh-huh. necessarily. Um, and then, you know, when there were, there was like one or two or three that I knew of. Mm-hmm. And now it's completely fucking different. There's yeah. like really dope female open format DJs all over the place, yeah. which is awesome. And I know a lot of them and they're great. But I think it just depends on the place. Like there would be times where I would walk into a venue and this still happens now where I'll walk into a venue that I've never played at before. And I know that they don't know anything about me and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I'll walk in and I'll get like this talking down to from like the opener or the manager or the light guy or whatever. It's like, this is what we do here. So just do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that and do this. This is like, can I just do my fucking job? Like yeah, I don't need, you know, real. and I think a lot of times that wouldn't happen if I was a guy, you know. Um, there are definitely times where it's been beneficial. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's times where I get booked because they want a female DJ. And all, you know, the, while that sucks, all I can say is, all right, that's fine. At least I'm booked and I can go there and pleasantly surprise them that I can actually DJ. Yeah. You know, Um so yeah, I mean there are there are a couple instances that I can think of that where like crazy shit happened where I know it wouldn't have happened if I were not a female. Like the first offer I got from management was fucking insane. Um and this is like 2007 and I got a call out of the blue from some guy who ran an agency that was all female DJs, mm-hmm. which is like red flag. That's your first red flag. And I think it was somebody else I knew was on the agency who like gave him my name. This was forever ago. This is like 2007. And I remember the guy calling me and basically telling me, because I think he thought that this was like, if you were a female DJ, you were actually just trying to get into show business. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't actually care about DJing. So he was calling me and being like, 
I can get you in magazines. I can get you on TV. Um, we can record a record. And I was like, I don't want to do any of that shit. <laughs> like, why would you say that? Like, I, I want to DJ. Can you get me gigs? Like, you know? Yeah. And he just kept trying to push the fact that he's like, no, no, no. You want to be in magazines. You you want to be on TV. You want to do this and that. And I'm like, right. no, I'm fucking telling you, I want nothing to do with that. I want to be a working DJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's my goal in life, <laughs> to be a mediocre, middle-of-the-road working DJ. And I've done it. Um, but the fucking craziest part is that I'm like, nah, whatever. But I'm like, all right, let me think about it. Let me call you back. Because in your head, when I was like 21 or 22, and it's yeah. like, oh, my God, I got my first offer to do, like, that's crazy. Am I making a huge mistake by saying no? Then I remember my second conversation with him. He basically told me that I would have to, have to pose nude. What? For, like, for like something. He's like, you. I don't remember if it was whatever, because basically every other girl on that roster had posed nude for, like, Playboy or something. He managed, like there was like a playboy DJ back in the day, like Shannon Collins yeah, or some, something that. like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So girls like that. And I'm like, first of all, have you seen me? Like this is, I was 21. I had like short hair. I was like a, I had a lip ring. I was like a little nerd. Um, Suicide girl. Basically, that's how I looked. That's how I looked. So I'm like, first of all, no. Second of all, I have to like to be on this agency. That's just part of the deal. Super creepy. So I remember being Super like, creepy. I remember being like, no, absolutely fucking not. But hanging up and like, there's that little part of you in the back of your head that's like, did you just make the biggest mistake ever? Like, oh, are you? Terrible. Yeah, that's so bad. that's what I'm saying. That would never happen. That's awful. If you were a guy. Oh man. Like being like, oh, did I just fuck up my whole career? Like, right. Am I ever gonna get this opportunity again? And I remember it was like, probably four months later, I met Irie. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like. <laughs> I just knew I was Jesus like, thank Christ. God. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was that, that's a suspense ending, man. <laughs> Sorry. That yeah. was so manipulative. Yeah. It is. It's, I mean, and shit like that happens yeah. all the time. And I was young. Like, I was super fucking young. So it was like the point where, to the point where anything in me was even considering that just because it was like, well, is this what I have to do to it's like. This is how the yeah. business is. Yeah. The yeah. scary thing is it's manipulative, but. To that guy, that was probably the norm. Yeah, because right. he For had sure. been dealing with Every, girls that were willing to do it. Yes. So he thought he was saying nothing crazy. And to you. girls that wanted to be on TV and yeah. make music and shit. And like mm-hmm. I never wanted to do that. So. Yeah. Whoever you are. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ass. Yeah. I've never had anyone ask me to pose nude. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Will you pose Whoa. nude for me? <laughs> it's not too late. I just want to be. She's going to start all male with DJ agency. I just want to be gotta pose a working DJ. DJ. Yeah. I just want to DJ, yo. I think it was weird at the time, though, hmm. for a lot of uh, to just be like a working DJ yeah. who was a woman. You know? I think it still is now. I think it's still weird in general just to be a working DJ because I bit. get asked all the time. You know, I'm sure you guys too. How long do you want to do this? Kind well, of. Well, I get right? asked by like Uber drivers and shit constantly. Like, oh, you must be famous if they're flying you out here, and I'm like, nope. Oh, like, good, I'm just a good DJ. I'm yeah. just. I'm just. <laughs> Like, someone's got to be in a club every night. They yeah. can't all be famous, and that's what I'm here for, you know? Yeah. So it was like, I think just the level that we do it at is hard for people to comprehend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as a woman, like, even more so, maybe. Do uh, do you feel like there's more competition now? With or you think girls? it's Yeah. Are you kind of like, it doesn't affect your business at all? Yeah, or I don't... Or do you think the market's grown, so it's I even better? I think it's definitely grown, uh-huh. and I think, like... 
I don't want to speak ahead of it, but like I think the era of the I want a cute girl DJ is like kind of ending. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Kind of. Because don't now. Speak, don't speak so I know, too soon. Because now we have like yeah. influencer DJs. It's yeah. like a whole new iteration of it. But um, and, and a lot of them are killing it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Money yeah. wise. Yeah. But I think <laughs> I think that. Taking all the, the twenty thousand dollar dubs. But I think that's like fuckers. that I think I, I wanna hope that people are like they know the difference now. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah. I think they I do. I think. Well the thing is is like I was talking to somebody in marketing about this and like nightclub marketing. Yeah. Yeah, like we have an opening. We're opening this club. You know, we're gonna get Chantel Jeffries. You know? That's exactly who is in my brain. Yeah. And they're like <laughs> And they're like, no. And like, we're going to get her for the opening because we're going to get a lot of press. We're going to get a lot of uh, social media posts. But in the end, you know, we're going to book someone like a Jessica who because she's going to hold down the club. But for the initial opening. But that's hypothetical. No one said that. No, no, no. Because I was speaking about uh, we were speaking about a certain opening and, you know, they booked Chantel Jeffries. And I was like, well, there's these other, you know, women DJs that are dope. And your name came up and I named a couple others. But they were like, no, we know that. But for the initial <laughs> well, opening. Well, at least they're aware. Yeah, no, like, they're strategic. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So they're like, for the opening, we need her. For the opening, because it doesn't matter. Like, all that matters is the press and the actual yeah. the social media presence. We need all, like, yeah. the influence. A lot of the models and influencers and celebrities know her. Yeah. And they're aware of her. They have, like, you know. A relationship with her so for that it makes sense yeah. but as far as a regular night a friday night an industry night, saturday night it. we're gonna book the djs that can hold it down yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not even an issue and i said you know what that makes sense like so yeah because you know? i wouldn't i never thought that they were like aware of it they're fully aware yeah they're i thought a lot aware. of i thought yeah. a lot of bookers were just like ah fuck it she's famous and she's a girl and she's hot like, i'm sure there's there are nightclubs like yeah. maybe you know not to diss like the midwest or like somewhere oh, yeah. in the de- like in the south where they're like wow like that yeah that's that must be popping, so we're gonna book that. Yeah. But I I know like the like the big cities, the coastal cities, they're just kind of like, no, we know, yeah. we know, like. But she she's gonna do the opening, and yeah. we're gonna get a lot of hits, and you know, people are gonna know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> there's still that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you do it just feel changes. Like, I feel like the market's opened up. The only thing I that I, I think a lot of when I talk to a lot of women DJs about it, um, I think the one thing they don't like is that. Some of them are getting booked for the fact that, like, oh, we want to do, like, an all-girl night. Uh, or we want to do, like, we, you know, once one weekend a month, we do all-girls. The girl takeover? Yeah. So, the girl takeover. So but some, some, some get bothered by that. But I was like, you I'm know what? I'm bothered by it. But to me, if I was, like, someone was like, hey, you know, we want to do an all-Asian weekend. <laughs> yeah. And we want to get. <laughs> You'll be the first one on the flight, bro. <laughs> I'd be I'd be pissed if I wasn't in that weekend. I'd be like, right. yeah, we want to get five. We want to get scratchy. <laughs> There's so many good Asian DJs, yeah. though. That's not fair. Um, I, it'd be like, wait, wait. You didn't want crooked? Like, I'm an Asian DJ. Get MK instead of you? <laughs> and then we'd all be, like, eating together. Like, yeah, well, like, uh, you know, can't wait, we- can't wait for next month's <laughs> Asian, Asian <night>. weekend. <laughs> All-Star Asian weekend. I, I mean, it's one of those things where... I mean, but I think, that would be weird, right? That would be weird if they did an all Asian night or an all black night or an all whatever night. That would be weird. But when they do it with girls, it's normal. And I get that there's a difference. Yeah. But let me tell you why I have an issue with it. Only because it affected me personally extremely recently. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so I've been playing at Basement. Yeah. Where you're at tomorrow. Yes. For since the opening. So that's probably five years. Mm-hmm. It's like probably my favorite club to play. One of my favorite clubs to play, especially in Miami. Yeah. Um, it's such a good room. It's a good size. Like it's fucking awesome. So when that club opened, it was supposed to be like a disco club. And they were doing like straight, like weird shit. So I, this is the first time I've ever done this in my whole life, but the booker I knew who I'd been working with for a long time was like, look, I'm not in charge of the booking, make a mix, let me send it to the guys in New York. And I'm like, I have never done this, I'll do it. I want this gig Mm -hmm. badly. I made like a two hour disco mix, just because I enjoy it. Like, that's the shit that I love. Yeah. So I make this mix, I send it to him, great, here's your date, come and do your first date, whatever. I get there, I walk in, he's like, oh, so by the way, we're going to open up the format a little, you know, play some hip hop. And I'm like, wait, what? Like I wasn't mentally prepared for that. I'm like, I'm going to go do this dope disco set. Right. So from there, basement became what it is today, which is a standard open format, like hip hop club. Kind of top 40. Yeah. 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 And it's on the beach. So it's like a little more touristy and like kind of like richer kids and shit. Um, so, so I've been playing there monthly. I mean, from, from when I was on scam to now, mm-hmm. whatever. And then recently they stopped booking me for like my regular, just like my, my Friday night or my Saturday night or whatever. Right. And he goes, Oh, we're going to start doing this female night once a month on Friday. And it's going to be, there's a girl opener. There's you for whatever ever reason. I was always the headliner because there was no other girl that could do it, I guess. Yeah. And then a girl in the bowling alley side. So for the first couple times, I'm like, all right, whatever, fine. But then it starts like, that's the only night of the month I can play. Mm -hmm. So it's not lining up with my calendar. And then I'm like losing this gig I've had for four or five years because they want to do a girl night and they're only doing it on the second Friday of the month. And I'm like out of town, whatever. Whereas it used to be like, you can do any Friday or any Saturday. It's Uh you're on scam or you're on rich group we're rotating your roster. So that became like a thing recently where I'm just like, yo, and then they stopped doing the girl night and now it's like, you're in limbo. Well, like now, you, you know. now I'm in limbo. It's like, yeah. wait, I've been here for four years. Like what have I'm j- I'm not, I'm yeah. a regular DJ, yeah. you know, but now I have that like marker on me or something where it's like, Oh no, you're only going to be doing the girl night. It's like know? a subcategory of DJ that they yeah. just created for you. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when in the end, like uh, for the past five years, you were a DJ, just a DJ there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, they've been changing bookers and shit and I know they're trying to like come up with, I was going to other... say, I, I heard like a lot of uh, stuff on, like on the beach yeah. is kind of like very corporate and it's yeah. just like, it moves like a lot yeah. of people are in and out and it's like, yeah. Super. I mean, it was pretty different. steady for four years or so. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I get you want to try different shit, but like, come to me, talk to me, brainstorm with me because that's mm-hmm. just not going to work. Nobody cares about a girl night. They just want to hear good music. Right. You know, so. What would you, um, in LA, I know it's becoming like a bigger thing. Like they're, they're doing it more and more. Yeah. And, uh, is there a, like a female or a woman DJ scene emerging out here or not really? You know, there might be. I think what's coming back is like people are doing their own parties more now. Yeah. Yeah. Where there was like a eight year period where no one was doing that. Like people 
you know, people used to throw nights. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is my night. Come to my night. It's my people and my theme and whatever. So I think, like, I'm starting to see in Miami now, like, a lot more, like, female-led or female-oriented parties mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, but it's, like, really young people. It's, like, that new wave of people that are going out. So I'm not, like, super tapped into it, but I am seeing it a lot. And you have, do you have any interest to start your own party or not really? I do some. Okay. But they're kind of like weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I started I started the emo night in Miami. Uh-huh. Cuz like the one in LA, it's like 3,000 fucking people go to it yeah, or some right. shit. It's huge. Yeah. Um one in Brooklyn, it's massive. I haven't heard about this. What is this? Yeah, I'm not familiar emo either. Oh, emo night guys, they play on like I can just imagine what it would be. No, it's pretty cool. I've been it's to emo one night. Yeah. yeah. It's just like fucking shit that people used to sing along to in their cars in 2003 with like slow jams or something no No. it's like fallout boy and paramore and taking back sunday and chemical romance my chemical romance yeah shit like that so that wasn't happening in miami and i was like let's see if actually with a friend of mine that owns a bar downtown that's super dope called mama tried um he's like let's try it out last december he's like let's just see how it goes Uh and it was fucking crazy dope so we've been doing it once a month, and that's just like... This is your party? Yeah. Nice. With my buddy, Domingo. Um, so that's just something that I've been doing that's like this weird little side project to keep myself sane. Yeah. How long has it been going on now? Uh, it'll be a year in December. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we just got to write up in the Miami New Times. This that's year. dope, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's still small compared to the other ones. The is, other ones are Is massive. it called Emo Night? It's called Worst Day Ever. Oh, Miami oh. Emo Night. Oh, that's a good name. Oh, worst they, that's a good name. Worst they have is a good so, name. So <laughs> I'm gonna start the happy one. Can I see this? No, there was a happy one. The great day ever. Only happy music. Where it came from was yes, Jules was affiliated with a festival. You see, now I can't do it. Called Best Day Ever. Oh, oh I remember that. So we thought Super petty. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. It wasn't my idea. It was your idea. It really wasn't. Um play something. But yeah, for the it girls. just it just kinda stuck. She's no, like, I didn't even remember that at the time. Not, she's, she's not playing something for the emos. Yeah. They're like you she was with her crew, they're like, What should we name this? Play something for the girls. Play something for the girls. <laughs> Worst night ever. That's what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's like, <laughs> so there's more of that shit happening now. I think people are like starting to throw their own parties again, which is super cool. Yeah. yeah. When is it? When do you throw it? It's this Sunday. It's uh one Sunday a month. It's usually the last Sunday, but yeah. mm-hmm. it moves around for holidays and shit. Yeah. So um, it's super fun. And like, I don't have to think that much about it. Yeah. Do you cre- create the music for the whole night or do you bring in guests? I DJ or? it. Okay. Um, so I, I, I don't bring in guests yet just uh-huh. because like I haven't I've had a couple people ask me about doing it but they're out of town people and like we don't have a fucking budget yeah so if it's somebody like Phenom would be fucking great for it and he really wants to do it so I'm yeah, like yeah. yo when you're in town fucking do it um but for right now I just have a buddy of mine who's actually a tattooer who like does 10 to 11 or whatever and then I play the entire night yeah um till like five but I don't have to think too much about it it's like I'll mix shit when it works like i have edits of you know i think there's a bunch of like doc adam edits and like of that kind of shit from dms but like you don't have to mix it like as long as you're playing like a fucking banger right after this shit ends like it's just super easy and everyone's like screaming along and like no one really cares about anything but that so it's fun and it's a good break from everything else you're doing right and i need that do you so you look forward to doing these nights and stuff yeah it's super fun 
Although I know I get super fucked up like every time I do it. <laughs> it's just like, it's a night where I'm trapped in the booth and it's like 16 people in a row are like, I brought you a shot. I brought you. It's heavily industry too because yeah. it's on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we get like a super late, like 2 a.m. industry wave. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those people drink a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So, you recently got married, right? Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. We see the big, you know, the nice rock. Got the rock. I don't have my nails done. Don't look. Oh, no. <laughs> the cameras are not that good. good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <some movie power. laughs> yeah, don't worry about it's, that. It's not the fucking Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> that probably that shit probably glistens like a like a motherfucker. It has yeah. with these yeah. lights. With these lights. Yeah. Yeah. So how is how is marriage life and juggling the DJing thing? Is it's it cool? The same. Um, there was like a huge difference. Like he's very much a morning person and I was very much not. <laughs> Do you think still it's not, uh, really good to date someone not in the industry? Something completely different? I think there's pros and cons, Yeah, you know? And it's funny because like there's all these like memes and jokes about like men, like male DJs, like with jealous girlfriends and like, who's that girl in the booth and all that shit. And I'm like, what about when it's me? Like I'm the DJ, you know? Yeah. Um, Have you had that? What? Like jealous Him being boyfriends? Jealous. Yeah. Like talking to you while you DJ and everything? Like, yeah, what the fuck's going on? And Who's that? That's Graham. Not like, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking Graham. That's Graham. Don't worry about Graham. No, but what I have had happen pretty frequently, um, I don't want to say frequently, but it's happened a couple times where like, you know, a, a lot of my friends are guys. So a lot of my friends yeah. are male DJs. Yeah. And like, I'll be in the booth with them and their girlfriends get freaked out oh who's that bitch yeah and like knowing that i'm another dj knowing who i am but it's just like i want nothing to do with your dude like i i'm just you know so i have to do that thing where i like go super out of my way to be like really non-threatening and like mm-hmm. really friendly like hey it's so great to meet you can i get you a drink like da, 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 like Jessica just go out of my way like, <laughs> <laughs> what can i do so you have to be like he's my friend but we can be best friends like we're well gonna it's be more best like friends. i'm Girl not power. A, yeah i'm not a threat like yeah which Girl is power we stick together my nightmare yeah um but yeah it's just to be like i can tell when certain like girlfriends are kind of iffy about the situation i never you know, thought so. of that yeah yeah it's like, happened. Who's that? That's who. I think it's happened a couple of times where like I'd be DJing and maybe my girlfriend at the time would be in the booth. And then like another like woman DJ or yeah. a homie yeah. would come and slap me in the ass, be like, crooked. And it's a homie though. Yeah. Like, and then you know. she'll see my girl and she'll be like, oh shit, like sorry. Sorry, yeah. And then, <laughs> but that's why. Like, sorry, but that's yeah. my dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's the homie. Yeah. I'd be like, oh shit, what up? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's. But it is a little, it can be a little There's weird. a couple like tricky situations that happen you know, when you're the female DJ, I guess, yeah. but like, yeah. whatever, man, people are weird no matter where you go and what you do. So you just sure. have to like navigate it. Do you care about the female woman DJ? Uh, like thing? the moniker? Label? Yeah. No. But what you, do you, mean? you know what I mean? No, you don't. Oh, like uh, a lot of women DJs don't want to be called female DJs oh, I don't. because it's like. That's why Cricket uses women It's labeling. DJs. Yeah. It's very labeling. But that's like splitting hairs to me. Like, yeah. Well, woman is like a, like a person. A feminine I feel term. Female yeah. is like, a, you know, like a material. Yeah. yeah. Female. No, I, that doesn't bother me. I think more just being labeled as a female DJ is what would bother me if there was anything. Yeah. Just like. I didn't choose to be a female. Like female you know? DJ. <laughs> right. Female DJ Jessica who? Yeah, it's like yeah. clearly I'm a female, you know, but I think it doesn't bother me anymore. It used to be when I first started, I thought like I really had to fight against it because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be 
labeled. I didn't want to just be, I would say like, I didn't choose to be a female. I chose to be a DJ. Like that's all I can control. So that's all I am. I'm just a DJ. I think it's weird too, but you don't I, say male DJ. Like, no, you know, no. yeah. but I, I think it's weird because it's, it's one of those things where I think the market dictates the categories. Yeah. So if the market dictates a category for hip hop DJs, that's a category. Yeah. And I, you know, you either get placed in a hip hop DJ category. Or you don't. Yeah. Reggae DJs. And then moves on to EDM, open format. Female hip-hop DJs. And unfortunately, yeah, there's there's women DJs. And then under the subcategory might be women event DJs. Yeah. You know, women whatever. Celebrity DJs. Yeah, and there might be a day when people want, you know, like obviously if there's like, you know, an event, you know, that's like requiring a black DJ that, you know, is, is dealing with like, you know. Some type of I don't I don't know something like a I don't know maybe they want might want a black DJ might be some type of event or yo yeah. it's like everything that D Nice M O S yeah do is like the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life yeah they're but, doing yeah. like they're doing all the shit that I wish well, I could do but I'm not black so I can't do it. <laughs> but they, it's yeah like but, craziest but it's also shit. but it's also crossed over where they're doing like the Academy Awards exactly and shit like that's that. what I'm saying yeah. they're yeah. just in this upper echelon of like super high class DJs. And those to me those are the like event yes. cor- corporate event DJs and they But to me it's like that, more you know? than corporate. That's like yeah. they're doing like Obama inaugurations and shit. Yeah. Like the yeah. Nice did that to me like yeah. which we, is yeah, fucking we, crazy. We can never I can never do that. Hopefully there'll be that Asian category. The, Asian <laughs> the first Asian, Asian, Asian president him. Andrew Yang 2020 let's go. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, he's killing shit. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, yeah. <laughs> I will not. If there is an Asian, all Asian DJ night or whatever, uh-huh. I'm in for that. Dude. Would it be weird you if I be. threw it? Huh? Would it be weird if I threw nah. it? If you were booking like, hey, you know, like Asians like, are yeah. kind of popping right now. Yeah. We're doing an Asian. All Asians Asian are so DJ hot right yeah. now. <laughs> Asians 2020. Will that ever happen? <laughs> no. hey, yo, if he if wins, did, I wouldn't be mad. You can make it happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. Isn't no. he Korean no. too? No, he's Chinese. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to do an all Jew DJ night. Nice. All Jew. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Who, who else do I got? Ross One. Ross. Eight. Yeah. Mark Ronson. Is he? Yeah. Good. All right. I got some good people. I think A Track is a lot well, of good Jesus. Right? Yeah. Mighty A-Track Mai. A Track is. Mighty Mai. Spider? Spider. Spider. Yeah. yeah this is a lot is of he or does he just look like a Jew? No, he's Jew. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm a Jew. I can see He's going to love that, by the way. I yeah. love him. Yeah. What do you call yeah. it? Um, is there anything else we want to touch on? I think we're good. We're good? It's raining. Yeah. Welcome to summer in Miami. <laughs> the funny yeah. thing, I'm looking outside. I can't see the water just going, but that big palm Maybe tree is just raining. masking it. I just heard it. I know, Jess. Jess, I'm so glad you came too. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. shit. Well worth the wait. It was well worth it, right? Yeah. Thanks yeah. for me. Six times is a charm. That's what they say. It wasn't six. It was three. Is there any other uh, women DJ or feminist movements we need to talk about? Or feminist any movements? Or yeah. I would be the last <laughs> person you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> I have a white claw highlight her. You know what I mean? I want to shout out CLA, though, because I think about her all the time. She's a dope fucking DJ. Great DJ. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. She's, still, awesome. she's still doing her thing in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. There's a, she was always with me at Tao. She's fucking awesome. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to CLA. What up, girl? Yeah. Jess. <laughs> Jessica Who. Thank you so much for coming through, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You can find this video alongside all our brand new videos on Friday, youtube.com slash the road podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to get the video first. Sponsor me, White Claw. White Claw. (laughs) Are you saying notification belt? No, bell. Hit the notification bell. Isn't it a button? 
No, it's a bell. All right. Well, like that was like, that was okay. That was B grade. No, that was Last one was cut. Last one. Killed it. <laughs> yeah. We might have to just cut in the other one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Shout to DJ City. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.